So, uh, Hare Krishna, welcome to our Sunday Bhagavatam class. It is June 13th, and I am in Ohio. So, we're beginning today with verse 111.27. Bhagavatam, Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya So, one eleven twenty-seven. Sitata Patra Vyajanaya Rupaskritaha Prasuna Varsara Vivarsita Pati Pishanga Vasa Banamalaya Babo Ganoyatarko Rupa Chapa Vaidyutahi. So this is Krishna entering Dwarka and uh as he entered Dwarka, and if you look at the first line, Upaskritaha means he was being, as Prabhupada said, being served, being served, being attended, or by. So he's being served by the following. First of all, Sita Tapatra Vyajanaya, by white umbrellas. Uh, white can be a royal color, actually, in. Uh, <clears throat> In this ancient culture, here we have the uh, so atapatra. Tapa means heat, like tapasya. Literally means like kind of like you know really putting the heat on. India is already a hot country, so I mean a lot of so if you add heat, that's like tapasya. So tapas literally means heat. So a, a an atapatra means an instrument that that keeps out the heat. That sort of shields you from the heat. So that's a word for umbrella. Atapatra. And tra means like the instrument. And sita, so white umbrella, royal umbrella, and bhyajanair with uh, what we call chamara fans. Whisks or fans. So white umbrella and white chamara fans, upaskrita. Krishna's being served by these. And uh, pati. The second line means on the path, on the road. Same as English, pati. Abhivarshita, he's being showered with prasuna varshire, with flower showers. So uh, all kinds of flowers are showering down on Krishna. And Pishanga Vasa, he is, as usual, wearing yellow clothes. Vasa means clothes. Garment, Pishanga's yellow, Pishanga Vasa, Vanamalaya, and uh, with a uh, forest garland, literally, Vana means forest. Vanamalaya means he had a garland of sort of wildflowers, uh, wildflowers so, uh, from the forest. Vavo, he shone with all these things. He shone like Ganojata, like a cloud shines because of the sun. 
And Udupa means the moon. Actually, Udu means a, uh, Udu means a lunar mansion. And Pa means like the Lord, the Lord of lunar mansion. So Yatarka Udupa. Chapa literally means a bow, but here it means a rainbow. Vaidyutahi and lightning. So just as a cloud, when there's a sun and moonshine and rainbow and lightning, you know, the, the cloud just becomes amazingly luminous. So that's how Krishna shone with his uh, forest garlands, his yellow garments. And then on the path, he's being showered everywhere with showers of flowers. And he's being uh, served with white uh, parasol. Actually, in English, also the word parasol, in Latin, parasol, for the sun, a parasol or umbrella, sita, tapatra, Vietnam and with Chamra fans. So that's the scene. Oops, I don't know what I just did. I just did the wrong thing, obviously, and this uh, got really small. So now I have to go. Sorry, I just, uh, actually, I don't know how I did that. I, uh, it's, it's this Zoom thing where you, uh, the text got very, very tiny. So if I can't make it bigger, I'll just have to go to the other, the database. So just one second, there is a fix for this. I think we're going to 111 now, 28. Okay, we're back on track here. So Krishna Pravishtas to Graham Pitroho, he entered, now he entered the home, Griha, of his two parents, Pitro, it's a duel in Sanskrit, of his two parents. Actually, it's like Spanish, where in Spanish, el padre means the father, but if you say los padres, the fathers, it means parents. Same in Sanskrit, if you use the dual form of father, it means parents. Uh, so, uh, it's actually, it, it probably translates the word by word of the father, but it's actually the dual. The uh, singular would be Pitu. This is Pitro, it means of the two parents, the fathers of the parents. So, Pravishtas to Grihang Pitro. So, he entered the home of his parents. Parishaktaha, he was embraced, Swamatarvi, by his mothers. Uh, and because, of course, Devaki is his birth mother. And uh, then, uh, Six of her sisters uh, also married, or seven of her sisters also married uh, Vasudev. He, he protected all of them. So, Pravistas to Gyang Pitro, Parishaktak Samatravi, Bhavande, Shirasa, and he honored them with his head. So, it could mean he offered obeisances with his head on the ground, or it could mean he honored them by bowing his head. So one day she Sapta, the seventh, Devaki Pramukha Muda, uh, headed by Devaki. And he did this with great pleasure. So this level of polygamy, which is especially found, of course, among Kshatriyas, you don't hear a lot about polygamy in the other Varnas. And of course, the Kshatriyas, they had the habit of dying a lot because they were always in battles. And so the idea was you had to have a lot of sons to make sure that your dynasty would continue. Because let's say if, if a, um, 
if a kshatriya was monogamous and then let's say he had a couple kids and they died, which is, is exactly what happened to uh, Satyavati. Shantanu had, had passed on, left this world. She had two sons, Chitrangada and Vichitravirya, and they both died young. And then the whole dynasty was going to be destroyed by that. So it was very serious. It, it was about public service and government and just maintain political, economic, social stability in a country. So also um, people back then, they did have romantic love. I mean, Krishna himself and the gopis, uh, very romantic. But in terms of marriage, it's not that there was no romance. For example, we see in Krishna and Rukmini, it was a very romantic relationship. At the same time, they were pure souls who had a very, very strong sense of what was best for the world. And they weren't, it's one thing to be romantic or, you know, to pursue love as you feel it, but it's another thing to be a total narcissist. So it, it was just a very different world back then, especially these people, they're great souls who are very intensely focused on their duties to Krishna and what's best for the world. So the next verse, ta putram ankam aropya. So ta means they, the ladies, putram, their son, ankam aropya, placing him on their laps. So you wonder, I mean, Krishna is a big guy. And these are, I mean, how did they put this big warrior Krishna on their lap? And so, uh, I don't think it means they put him on their lap the way a woman would put, let's say, a little child on her lap. I mean, Krishna just wouldn't fit. So the word ankam can mean lap. It can also mean kind of like that slender part of a woman. It could just mean they embraced him. So anyway, the word anka can mean different things. Ankam aropi. Aropi means placing. So sneha snuta payodharaha. So their breasts, and the word for breast here is payodara, which literally means the, the milk carrier. I mean, dara, that which bears the milk. That, that's payo means milk. is in the payo brata, the milk vow, which is in the Bhagavatam. And then dara means carrying or holding, like the milk holders. <laughs> it sounds a little funny in English. It sounds better in Sanskrit. So snuta means moisten, sneha by affection, sneha snuta. Payodara, and then Harsha, bewildered manaha, and they were bewildered, all agitated by their excitement. They were so excited to see Krishna that they were just sort of confused, and it was just they were so excited, atmanaha themselves, and see she chur, they moistened Krishna nitrajair. Jalahi with Jalahi with waters or drops of water, Nitraja, literally that born of their eyes or that came from their eyes. Nitra means eye. Sishi Chur Nitrajair Jalahi. So that's what's going on. And then Atta, then Atta Mina Prabhupada translates it thereafter, then Avishat. Avishat Krishna entered Swabhavanam, his own home, his own house. First he went because he, he was, you know, he's a householder, didn't live with his mother. 
So Atavi Shatsubhavanam, then he entered his own house, Sarvakamam, which fulfilled all wishes, all desires, Sarvakamam, Anutamam. Uttamam means the best and something which of which there's no other, there's no better. Anutamam. That's what an un Uttamam. Uttamam means the best and something in comparison with which nothing else is the best is called an Uttamam. So Sarvakamam, so Krishna's house was the best of all the houses. Atavishat Sovhavanam, Sarvakamam, Anutamam, Prasada, Yatra. And these were palaces, there's more than one, palaces, Yatra, in which Patninang uh, of wives, Sahasani Chashodasha, there were 16,000. I mean, we know there were 16,108, but it's just saying 16,000. Rounding it off here. Atavishatsu Bhavanam Sarvakamam Anuttamam Prasada Jatra Patni Nang Sahasani Chashodasha. Shodasha, of course, is 16. So uh, now it's very interesting the, the behavior of Krishna's wives. Patnyaha, that's just the plural of Patni, which means the wives. Patim, uh, the, their husband, Prosha. Prosha it means someone who has been away from home for some time. It's a uh, it's an expression in Sanskrit that comes from uh, actually pra usha. Anyway, we'll go into all the Sanskrit there. Uh, let's see, pra usha usha. By the way, if you're Curious about Sanskrit comes from the root vas to dwell. So it means uh, prosha means having been abroad, having been absent, having been on a journey. So Krishna had been on this journey. Now he was back, and um, the his wives, you can imagine, they're very, very excited that Krishna's back. And so, Patnyak Patim Prosha Grihanu Bhagatam. Now, actually, if you're looking at Vedavase, uh, they actually made a little mistake here in the way they divided the words. If you look at the synonyms, at least in my Vedavase, it says Griha Anupagatam. It should be Grihan Upagatam. Anyway, I won't go into the technical details, but it means they had returned home. He, Krishna, had returned home after a long time away. So, prosha grihan upagatam. So, the wives, Vilokya, glancing at their husband, sangjata uh, mano mahotsavaha. So, there arose for them a festival of the mind. Mano, mano oh my God. Sorry about that. So, Vilokya Sanjata Mano Mahotsavaha. Mahat or Maha Utsava explained, I think, the last class about the word Utsava, the pressing out, which uh, happened at the Soma Yagya, which comes to mean festival. So, great festival. So, it was a great festival for their mind. Uh, a great festival for their mind arose just glancing upon their husband who. Uh, had come home after a long time away. So Uttastur, they stood up, Arat, 
uh, and then the word arata is interesting. Uh, Prabhupada says from a distance. Um, which is exactly what it means. So in other words, they didn't just like rush up to him. They were a little classier than that. Utastur arat sahasa, suddenly. They suddenly got up because they heard all this commotion. They knew Krishna would come. So quickly, suddenly they got up and asanasayat, they got up from their seats and from their beds and sakam vrataya, and uh, with their vows, interestingly, with their vows, brata means vow. Uh, so, sakam retire. So, in other words, they had made all these vows that because Krishna, because their husband was there. This is very romantic because their their husband Krishna was gone, and so they had these vows like they didn't want to do this and they didn't want to do that until Krishna came back. They didn't want to just, you know, pursue their own enjoyment. They just because they were just absorbed in thinking of Krishna. Sakam Vritai Vridita Lojana Ananaha. Anana means their faces. And Lojana eyes and Vridita means shyly. So Prabhupada says coyly. So they're um on their faces, the eyes were looking sort of very shy or coy. So in that condition, they're getting up to approach Krishna. And then text 32, Tamat drishti vir antaratmana duranta bhava parire vire patim. So um, the ladies who had duranta bhava um Ecstasy, Prabhupada translates Bhavas. Actually, in Duranta, Prabhupada translates insuperable, can also be unlimited because Anta means end, and Duranta means something which it's hard to come to the end of. In other words, just something unlimited. Duranta was something which hardly has an end. So, with Duranta Bhava, with this unlimited ecstasy, uh, Antaratmana, they parirebire, um, they embrace patim, their husband, they embrace their husband, parirebire patim, but they embrace their husband, atmajaya, by their sons, through their sons, atmaja just means someone born of yourself, atmaja. So through their sons, drishti beer, through their glances, and antaratmana, and through their, literally their inner self, antaratma, which Prabhupada translates by the innermost part of the heart. So there's a very sophisticated culture. It's a very aristocratic culture. They didn't just run up to Krishna and throw their arms. They just, everything is done in a very elegant, subtle way, but the emotions are very, very powerful. So through their sons, through their glances, and by their inner self. And Nirudhamapya Sarvarambu Netra Yor. And Nirudhamapi, even though they were checking it, even though they were sort of trying to hold it back, Asra Varambu Netrayor, a water flowed from their two eyes, Netrayor. Vilajatinam, of these ladies who were shy, who were not shy, because we know from their past times with Krishna, they were not always shy with Krishna. But in this situation, where it's a huge festival, there's all kinds of people around in attendance, and they haven't seen Krishna for a long time. So they're sort of 
they're a little shy and uh, I'm trying to think there's, what are some synonyms for shy? Because they're, they're all in the Sanskrit dictionary. Uh, bashful is a good word. They were bashful, they were reserved and, and so on. So all these things would be legitinam. Briguvarya and uh, speaking to Briguvarya. I think this is uh, Sutta speaking, Soshonika, best of the Brahmins or descendants of Brigu. Vaiklavat, and they were doing all this very shyly because of Vaiklava, because of Vaiklava, Vaiklavat. So Vaiklava in Sanskrit means um, sort of bewilderment. In other words, they were just, everyone, the mood is so ecstatic and so festive. They're so attached to Krishna. I love Krishna so much that everyone is just kind of like out of their mind with the whole situation. So they're vaiklavat because of this very intense love. Okay, so we've done uh, six verses. So maybe we'll stop there for now. Uh, let's see if there are any questions. Um, let's see, uh, um, Krishna Priya. We know that Rohini was in Vrindavan, but I was wondering, is there any mention of where the other wives were when Vasudeva and Devaki were in prison? Very interesting question. Were more of them in Vrindavan? Uh, maybe you could look that up and see if it's mentioned anywhere. A very interesting question, but I suggest you look around in the Bhagavatam and or in the see Chaitanya Charitamrita see if you can find any mention for that. So Jagat Palana Prabhupada mentions the inconceivable potency of Krishna. We propound a Chintya Veda Veda. Which bit is inconceivable to us or everything? Yes. Um It's called, I mean, our philosophy is beta, beta. Sometimes the word achintya is added, but the actual philosophy is beta, beta. Uh, it's not all, it's not inconceivable in every sense. If we look at Western philosophy, for example, we find that different philosophers throughout history arrived at a conclusion more or less of beta, beta. The idea that there's, I mean, I was just uh, looking at Spinoza, actually, um, Natasha uh, pointed some things out to me. So the idea that God is, in a sense, everything, Vasudeva Sarva, that God is, in a sense, everything, but uh, there's still variety. So there are differences because, for example, a tree is not, God in every sense, and yet somehow the tree is God's energy. So 
this idea that God is everything, but still there's variety, so there's oneness but difference, is something which has occurred to philosophers, not all of them, but definitely some philosophers for thousands of years. So I'm not sure that in every sense it's inconceivable to understand the oneness and difference specifically with Krishna requires some revelation. There's no way in the world you're going to figure out Krishna by yourself without help from uh, Acharyas and Shastra. So if we say a chintya veda veda, we can say it's inconceivable if we're talking about being one and different specifically from Krishna or with and from Krishna. Uh, if you just mean the general ontology that that things that exist are one with each other but also different, or things that exist are one with their source, which you can call God, even as they're different, that's something which has uh, arisen in philosophy for some time. Not everyone, but a number of philosophers came to conclusions like that. So, uh, I think that may be it for today. Yes. So, thank you all very much for listening, watching, and I hope we will be together again next Sunday. Hare Krishna.